Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. I feel like we need to do breathing exercises for this week ahead. (laughs) I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to. (laughs) I was like thinking about the movies we're going to talk about, and I feel like, breathe in and out. (laughs) Should it be the the pregnancy breathing? Yeah. Uh, hello, my friend. How are you? All right. How are you? It's um, yeah, I'm okay. I think I'm, I think I'm still recovering from Saturday, sleep-wise. I, yeah, I think I'm still recovering from these movies. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's not been a good week. I would say it's not it's not been a bad week, but it just it's some of these have been a little bit more challenging to get through yeah i think our streak is over <laughs> yeah yeah about three weeks of pretty good movies oh, and yeah maybe longer maybe longer yeah and then uh, hit that at that railroad stop like, like hang on <laughs> we, hit the, we hit the apex with paper tigers and then now we're yeah. <laughs> now we're on so hopefully it didn't last long hope it's just a, yes a, a hopefully small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> my little song could be all right. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Um, otherwise, you know, it's, you know, just being extra. But, um, but really, it's been, it's been a fine week, you know. Yeah. Kids are doing well. They're getting their, you know, school ones going well. Uh, this will be York's first week with homework, according, at least that's what he's told me. So, um, I guess we'll, See how well he does with that, and yeah. being able to time manage and prioritize everything. So, but yeah, um, Grayson's doing well. She's working on her math and writing down addition, uh, writing down her additions, and writing it out, and then you know answering the ones that she's written down. So, yeah, went really well. Uh, York would probably appreciate me bragging about this. Him and I played Wii Bowling yesterday because it's been a while. Yeah. And we were waiting on Ruth and Grayson to get back from the store. And so we played a little bit of Wii Bowling and he started out like an 87 was like his high. By the end of the evening, he had a 173. He was one point away from tying Ruth, who currently holds the high score for Wii Bowling. Mm-hmm. and in the house and my high score is 167 so it's not far off but he's beaten mine twice because he got a 173 and a 170 so he's come he, he came a long way in just an hour or two he finally figured out how the game i don't want to say how the game works but he's figured out his you know his role and how best to do it so yeah and not have to go all crazy and spins and whatnot so he's he's had a Stellar, uh, stellar day doing that. I think I played uh, Wii Bowling once, and it was, it was pretty fun. Like, yeah. it made me wish I had picked up a Wii. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's good stuff. I I loved it. Like, I mean, that's we still go back. You know, it's one of our favorite things as a family. What we do is just because all four of us were playing at one uh one point last night. Yeah. So, York took first, uh, Ruth second, I think me third, and then Grayson. 
But Grayson kicked my ass <laughs> Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday night. She, gosh, she killed me. Uh, it was a one fifty one fifty seven to one twenty seven. She wow. beat me by no to eighty seven. It was she beat me by like fifty points. It was ridiculous. Wow. Like she just, I don't know how she, she just worked out hers and then boom, 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 and I'm like, what the hell am I doing wrong? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous and she's practically throwing the ball like down the lane she's not even rolling it's like practically being thrown down the lane landing yeah. then getting the strike I'm like this is frustrating yeah. but no kudos to both of them and Grayson started soccer this week had her first soccer practice and she's uh, really enjoying that a lot and all of our practicing from playing out in the backyard to with her brother and I, I think yeah. is really showing. Um, but she stole a ball and scored a goal, so off an assist. So I think she'll. I think she's ready for ready for it. So first game will be Saturday at ten thirty. I think. So very exciting. Um, <clears throat> then um, how as far as school there, uh, they're kind of going through their. Uh, they're going to go back to virtual learning. Cause, oh no. Uh, she had one of her students leave early, and then one of her classmates, rather, um, it tested positive for it. And so far as I know, no one else did. But but as far as the whole the school system, there's been a lot of positive results, and so they're questioning. Well, they're considering mass mandate, which is I don't know why they haven't already. <laughs> they should have been, and going back to virtual learning, and. Um, She's supposed to be doing getting tested today to see if she's right. in the clear or not. Um, then she's thinking about getting the shot. So I told her if you feel comfortable, you know you're 15, so just yeah. um, don't feel like you're forced to do it. <laughs> you know, right. just do it when you're when you feel comfortable enough to do it. If you're ready, if yeah. not. Well, just an hour ago, it's been the FDA officially uh, approved it, like official, official approved the, you know. One of them. The, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the Pfizer one. So that one's now officially, officially been approved. Yeah. So people that were hesitant because they were worried that the FDA hadn't approved it yet. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that is out for the general public that hadn't been officially approved. It just gets like a temporary. Anyways, sure. but whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> We are actually going to be, I mean, it's not really big news, but it's not really even something I was going to talk about, but it kind of falls in line. Um, we're actually going to end up moving we uh, moving from Mount Juliet back to Hermitage, which is the metro Nashville area, um, because they seem to have it more together, um, especially in the schools, because metro does have a mass mandate. And uh, Wilson County, and especially uh, Grayson School, does not. And doesn't have any plans to actually have one um they're just like well it's optional so you know whatever I'm like all right you know well we can't force you but we would highly encourage you as teachers to not you know to want to because otherwise your students may be slowly your class sizes may be slowly getting less and less yeah. um but you know to each their own so for us we want to get out so we found a place we'll be moving in a little bit and uh we'll have a new podcast uh layer <laughs> to 
to uh, be recording from. But, yep, so that's what we're doing for Grayson. And we pulled her out of dance because of that, because she was also the only one um, masking. So, pulled her out of dance. She's doing soccer because always it's outdoor. Right. And I think she's going to start gymnastics, which they uh, they require masks. And the, all the people working there are vaccinated. So, that helps. So, we're getting into more places and doing more activities like that. So, anyways, that's about what we got going on. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, you ready? Let's rock and roll. What's, what's, uh, what's... <laughs> we actually have a double feature <laughs> uh, on hand for us today that um, both have its both movies have their challenges, but we uh, but we're here. So before you know, I was thinking about this when I was coming back from dropping York off from school this morning was that. It's crazy that, you know, when we started this two years ago, 100 plus episodes, mm-hmm. I thought, OK, we're doing this. I'm going to be watching the movies. Nobody like no parent wants to actually watch or take their kids to go see. But I'll go take them yeah. that because, you know, I'm just happy my daughter wants to go to the movies. And there'll be a lot that I'm just really going to have a hard time talking about or not liking. I never thought in two years and a hundred plus episodes that the highlight for this for one week would actually be the kids movie and not the two <laughs> adult movies. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, there you go. It's going to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. As Michael Scott would say, my, how the turntables have, tur- well, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, and we'll start. I guess we could start with the one that's somewhat entertaining. Uh, you're like, which one's that? Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll start with Aquaman's movie. Aquaman. Okay. Um, okay. And really, it's, I think the text I sent you last night is uh, Big Pharma gets it taken because that's sort of that's it or some other clever saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I was interested in this because I do like Jason Momoa. I do actually like him more than just Aquaman. I think he's, he's a, he's got some good range and he, he can be, uh, he's a good actor. Um, but so I was like, okay, well, I'm interested. I'll, I'll watch this. So sweet tooth is just came out on Netflix, August 20th with, yeah, sweet girl. What did I say? Sweet tooth. Sweet I think I, God help. I kept wishing for it. Yep, I kept <laughs> I kept wishing for it. My bad. I think I even referred to it like trying to find it the other day. I think I even typed it in. Like, That's not the name of it. <laughs> All right, never mind. Correct. Thank you for thank you, kind sir, for my correction. Sweet <laughs> girl on Netflix, August twentieth. Uh, Sweet tooth also on Netflix came out a few weeks back. Definitely should watch that instead of this. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> Sweet girl, one hour, 49 minutes. So it's actually even at a great sweet spot. Let's <laughs> see what I did there. Um, as far as time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is rated R. A devastated husband vows to bring justice to the people responsible for his wife's death while protecting the only family he has left. His daughter, Jason Momoa, Isabella Merced, sweet girl. There you go. That's my 
That's my trailer voice, movie trailer voice. I think cool. Dustin Rubin might be proud. I don't even know. He maybe not. He's like, yeah, that's I mean, good. Decent. Yeah. Yeah, decent. So the summary is very misleading. <laughs> yeah, slightly. Slightly. <laughs> slightly. So when they say the people were responsible for his wife's death. He's not talking about people that actually killed her because she dies of cancer. Yeah. Now, the people responsible are the ones that apparently had this experimental drug to try or cure, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But they ended up pulling it because for whatever reason, I don't even think I remember the reason why they pulled the medicine. Either it wasn't ready or they not had good luck with it or it didn't get uh, approval yet? Either way. Well, I think it's supposedly it was affordable. Oh, that's and right. so they, so they, I, I know it was affordable medication, right. but it was pulled. And then even though the dude behind it was like, you know, what's, you know, what's it to pay a little extra for a little extra time? You know, it was just, right. basically just trying to get more money. That's all it was. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, um, played by Justin Bartha, which most people would know from the Hangover movies. Oh yeah, thought he looked. Oh familiar. yeah, you know the groom. <laughs> You know, the groom that you've yeah. always seen any of them. But, yeah, he's there. He's there. <laughs> um, I like him. I, I remember him. I like him more from um, the National Treasure movies because he played Riley. So I liked him in that. Um, he's also in Godfather of Harlem uh, series but in The Good Fight. But it anyway, so he yeah, he plays the CEO and, you know, kind of the one of like. Three guys, and I'm like, isn't that the same guy? <laughs> like, there's <laughs> two or three guys in this movie that I'm like, isn't that the same guy? Kind of look. I was like, yeah, wait a minute, I'm kind of confused now because they kind of they had two people that kind of looked similar. Yeah, two henchmen, I guess. Uh, actress Amy Brenneman is also in it. She plays Diane Morgan. Jason Momoa plays Ray Cooper. Isabella Merced plays uh, Rachel Cooper. You may know her or may not know her, but she was in the Door of the Explorer live action movie. As Dora. Still haven't watched that yet. Wonder, uh, any reason why? Just been holding it off? Yeah, no? Just hadn't got to it yet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> I haven't been watching. I've been holding off on it because I really don't want to. But I feel like Grayson would like it. Yeah. So I know at some point it's going to happen. I just know. And then I'm going to really hate myself for uh, for yeah. bringing it up. Very mixed things. Some, some, you know, I don't know, just mix. Okay. I don't, I don't remember exactly what was said, but you know, it's <laughs> kind of split. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so Jason Momoa ends up blaming essentially, we'll just say Big Pharma. Just, I mean, you might as well just categorize it like that. Yeah. And then goes on a revenge thing because. You know, the she wasn't able to get the medicine and then died from cancer. And then goes on a revenge killing thing. Although he doesn't actually really kill anybody because whoever he's going after had somebody else, some other like hitman or whatever is coming and then ends up killing the other person, but winds up looking like it's he's getting framed for it. Yeah. So it's a re- weird revenge thing that in which the weird revenge killing movie in which he doesn't do the killing. <laughs> you know? True. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, some yeah, basically yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Without <laughs> without giving too much away, yeah. Without giving spoilers. <laughs> still, yeah. It doesn't kill anybody. But even and, though it but yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, I didn't think about that, but yeah, he really I didn't. Just, I just thought of it to be honest. I'm not that I'm not clever enough to think about it while watching this. Yeah. Um, but was, but the whole time, you know, he got this CEO on TV getting interviewed. You call in live, give him your real name, yes. And you threaten him while he's on TV, and you don't, I don't think I, I don't think a bigger deal we made out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like instantly somebody would have, you know, traced that call, yep. or maybe they don't have that where they, you know, that yeah. studio. They maybe they don't have that technology yeah. to do that, right. but. I would think it would have been easier to find them as far as yeah, the authority. I would have thought but, so too. I mean, yeah. like, oh, I recognize that voice. It sounds just like Aquaman. Um, yeah. Well, well yeah. Or, or Drago. He was in, he was in, <laughs> yeah, he was in Pittsburgh. I'll just... yeah, let's go find this guy. And he's yeah. big. You can't miss him. <laughs> yeah. Big dude. Yeah. So I, and he's got a daughter that's in her teens. And it's like every time he starts to harm someone, it's her job to come by and go, Dad. Yeah. He's not doing a good job. Protecting. But at the same time, but at the same time, she's with him when they're training. Like they're both training to yeah. survive and to defend themselves. So, but yet she's always shocked whenever he's having to either defend himself or you know sometimes go on the offensive. Yeah, she's, it's like the first time she's ever seen it. I'm like, girl, you can't keep. I mean, that's not. That's like. That's not how this works. It's like either you're it's, in or you're out. <laughs> yeah. Just can't be wishy-washy about it. Yeah. And this movie just try. I mean, it's trying to be. I feel like it's written like the, whoever wrote the script had a lot of feelings about Big Pharma. And was like, this is how I'm going to write this movie. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to put the twist at the end because nobody will see it coming. This is my M. Night moment. Yeah, I mean, I for sure didn't. I was Man. almost on board with it. I was just like, but I'm not buying it. <laughs> when it when it when the big reveal happened, I went seriously. We're doing this. This is getting a little tired. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Let's see how it plays out. Yeah. See how it goes. And I'm like, I was not on board with it though. I was like, I don't like how this is. How this where this is going. I mean, I was impressed with some of the ending moment action sequences. Yes. A little, you know, I was impressed with yeah. the action, but I just wasn't buying it. <laughs> That's the whole thing. I just didn't find it believable. Yeah. A lot I, of the stuff they revealed. I mean, a lot of the things you... The one thing this movie and our other... Uh, actually, really all the movies I have to talk about relies a lot on the willing suspicion... Sus- suspension of disbelief it realized i mean it's like you like leaning on the crutch and the crutch is about to break kind of lean yeah you can hear it because (laughs) yeah you're like even in the world that this movie's set in i'm finding this hard to believe yeah much like that one fbi agent's partner's mustache i found that i'm like Somebody would have had a talk with him about that. But that's not a good look. <laughs> this guy didn't have any friends, or else they would have told him to shave that. <laughs> but it's this movie is 
it it's trying really hard. I mean, it it really is, but it's just one of those, you know, Netflix. This is one of Netflix's misses, in my opinion. It's, I mean, honestly, I had it on in the background while doing dishes, and <laughs> I was playing a video game. Every you? once in a while, yeah, <laughs> I was playing a a video game on the Switch while I was watching it, and then every once in a while I'd look up and like, all right, so that's why I, I know that's why some yeah. of it I don't remember because of that, but um. It just didn't grab my attention. You know, if I could sit there and watch it. And I mean, I literally had my tablet right there yeah. and earbuds in where I could hear yeah. the movie. Yeah. And I'm stuck on the game. Yeah. So I just, it was hard for me to get. I mean, I, yeah, it was, it was a little difficult to get through, but I, you know, wanted to watch the rest of it. See, I was like, all right, well, maybe it just picks up. Maybe it's just slow start. Maybe it'll pick up, you know, towards the middle. Yeah. And then I'm just plot points and different motivations i just didn't understand like i understood the villains the main villain the main main villains motivation more than i did the heroes motivate you know more than the protagonist's motivation and it just seemed a little ridiculous and yeah it just seemed like someone was angry <laughs> and decided to write a script that wasn't completely fleshed out so yeah. i mean to go against big pharma the way that he chose like yeah you're not you're, it's not gonna be successful you're not gonna make a dent you're not gonna no. make yeah it's just one one head you cut off and then many more <laughs> will grow yep, like hydra yep <laughs> yep pharmaceutical but, hydra <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, think, I mean i guess it's kind of a perfect netflix thing because you got it yeah, it's definitely not definitely not theater. <laughs> I would have been mad if I were at the theater. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of being mad at the theater, <laughs> our second movie, Reminiscence, that came out in theaters and HBO Max August twentieth, starring Hugh Jackman as Nick Bannister, Rebecca Ferguson as May. Thandie Newton as Emily Watts Sanders, Cliff Curtis as Cyrus Booth, and Daniel Wu as St. Joe. Reminiscence is PG-13, one hour, 56 minutes long. And it's about Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind navigates the alluring world of the past when his life is changed by a new client may a simple case becomes an obsession after she disappears and he fights to learn the truth about her dun, dun, dun. written and directed by lisa joy so i knew this was going to be a long movie when it opened with 1940s style narration like 1940s noir style narration yeah, I was like, oh, it's going to be like this. <laughs> but it's trying to set more in like a future where uh, where Norons is like underwater. Not that that should be surprising, I guess. Um, and. Yeah, he's. I could never understand. <coughs> Excuse me. I never could fully figure it out if he was a private investigator, if he was worked for the police department or if he was some private sector person like i never did really figure that i don't feel like that was really ever or i just didn't catch it like fleshed out i don't think they really 
said it, but basically they have this device that allows people to recall memories. Then there's another separate that kind of produces the image. So whatever memories come up, they relive it, and then they can actually see it, which I would think that's kind of invasion of privacy, especially if, you know, if it's something private. Well, it's their option to do it, though. Yeah. Most of the time. True. Some of these, some are coming willingly. Yeah. You know, some are you know, almost dead, and so they're trying to extract information. True. You know, in the first first one they show, it's like an old army vet who's one. I thought he was going to be trying to uh, relive his life with his with his wife or something. I was like, no, this is a yeah. dog. I'm like, okay, that's, that's actually pretty cool. That's, that's yeah. sweet. And um, but yeah, um, so I think there are shots in New Orleans, but I think where Nick Bannister is is Miami, oh, and okay. it's like uh, climate change. I mean, there's is, there, it, there's scenes from both locations, but um, climate change caused flooding. It was almost water world, but not quite. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and the heat is so intense that people mostly do things at night. So like where people's like for us, we start getting our day during the day. They're going to sleep because it's too hot or just too bad yeah. to even go out. So they they live that nightlife, and it is Miami, so it kind of makes sense yeah. <laughs> either way. Yeah. But then, um, you know, and he's giving away freebies basically. You know, letting people come in that he knows to experience this, and he's not charging them. And Watts is mad at him, like, "Come on, we're going to go under. This is a business. We got to get money." It's like, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, we're giving people hope or giving them some solace of. You know, yesteryear, you know. Well, also, first one's free. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's first one all the time. Yep. (laughs) Um, But then, enter May, who has lost her keys. And, you know, of course, she's attractive redhead. And is, yeah, of course, Hugh Jackman's going to give her a freebie. (laughs) You know, we'll help you out. We'll help you find your keys. And, you know, and then she ever so conveniently leaves some earrings and, he goes to return them, and then he just falls in love when he hears her singing. <laughs> you know, classic thing. <laughs> and then right. he's in love. <laughs> but yeah, so I found it kind of confu- I found the movie confusing. I don't like. I'm really was trying to pay attention and follow it. I wasn't trying to do other stuff because the movie was already confusing enough. I didn't need to be doing other things while and so I'm while trying yeah. to watch this because it there was just so much going on. Yet I was still confused by a lot. Between characters, between, again, motivations of why they're doing what. But a lot of it has to do with what is a memory and what's actually happening. True. So I don't know if there some of it's just transition. Um, and so it kind of just transitioning to when it's present day and then when it's memory. So I didn't know if this was like Rebecca Ferguson's character was, May was, you know, a memory of hers or if this is something that she's going through right now. Right. Um, I, it, this is one of those movies I really wished it to be better. Like I wanted this movie to be better. It's just, it just cool was slow. Yeah. yeah, but it just it the it the pacing was almost unbearably slow. Yeah, like I get that they were trying to do a, like a noir style film. Like that was what they were going for, even though it was very colorful. And usually noir is more black and white and shit. Use of you know uses a lot of shadows and everything. Mm-hmm. But like at least. I guess I should, instead of saying noir, gumshoe, like 40s gumshoe type detective kind of story. Yeah. Those even have a faster pace, uh, st- you know, pacing. So to keep everybody 
you know, involved and wanting to, you know, interested in wanting to watch the rest of it. Yeah. And this one just kept losing my interest. I'm like, I just don't care. Like, I don't care about these people. I cared about this one lady and her kid. But that was like the end of the movie. <laughs> like That was like 20 minutes, yeah. 20, 25 minutes left in the movie. Like, I didn't really care about Hugh Jackman's character because I didn't really, they didn't really flesh it out. It's just, he right. does this, he goes, he asks questions, he fell for her, and then... She disappears, and for some yeah. re- whatever reason, he's wanting to find her. Right. And he, keeps, he keeps using the machine to maybe find clues or to, to yeah. not let go of what experience they had. And, of course, you know, she's disappeared, but then... As far as the investigative part, you know, the the authorities do ask for him to help with right. with um, with one person they're trying to trying to find somebody. So they use somebody close to him who OD'd in there yeah. using that to try to find information. Of course, she pops up there, and, but it's yeah. not exactly like they showed in a trailer. Like, yeah. it's not the it's not the May he remembers. So he's trying to figure out right. like what what's really going on. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But, but, you know, like I said, you just don't care enough to. <laughs> To, to figure it out this yeah. is what's going on and then that one action scene sequence that's when i was just like okay what what, what are they doing yeah. <laughs> what is this because it's just so out of nowhere so right nowhere but like, we're, we're it, gonna drag then we're gonna pop here and we're gonna drag the rest of the way the rest of the way like, even the third actor just like all right you know again try to put a twist and yeah. there's like okay well that's Okay, well, that works. Okay, cool. So Lisa Joy is actually Christopher Nolan's sister-in-law. She's uh-huh. married to Jonathan Nolan, who writes a lot of, either writes or co-writes a lot of Christopher Nolan's screenplays. Okay. So, there you go, a little bit of trivia on that. Yeah, it's just, uh... So Lisa Joy is also one of the people that, you know, that does Westworld on HBO. Which is also probably how they got Tandy Newton, and the uh, composer also uh, has done some of the music for Westworld as well. Okay. So I almost wonder if this would make a better series, where they can do slow roll kind of thing and put some action here and there, and it's more of a mystery, and then you leave on cliffhangers after forty-five minutes. Yeah, because I mean, even, even the limited series, even just a limited true, series, true. But then, like the whole love interest thing, they kind of sprinkle that in throughout the seasons, and it just be more like things that haunt him, and you know, like this person left, and then right, you know, by the time you're ready to end the series, you can have the, you know, reconnection or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like you, I wanted this to be better. I'm thankful it was on HBO Max because, <laughs> uh. I don't know. Like I would plan made, was I would have been asleep in that theater. I ain't, I'm not even gonna lie, because uh, I would have gone and seen a later showing, yeah. and I would have been struggling to stay awake. I already know. So I thought I, about it, you know, because we work. I worked the the move in this Saturday, so I thought about it still afterwards to go see it. I'm like, no, I'd have been out. <laughs> I would have been out because no sooner than I got home that day, I'll sleep for like six hours <laughs> straight. So yeah, and then I still watched this late, and it was. Luckily, I was just going off the adrenaline of having slept that long, so right. I was awake. But had I been in any way tired? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Hugh Jackman, fine performance. and yep. Performances were good. It's just not well-executed concept. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's it. That's all we got for reminiscence. Um, watch yeah. it. Let us know what you guys think on these two movies, and let us know if let us know if that's something that um, either we're wrong for wrong. Great. Please let us know um, for right. You can let us know that too. <laughs> we're open to any, any sort of uh, feedback. But yeah, it's it was those were a little. All right, I'll let you go ahead and go, kind sir. Your next that way one. we can end on a high note. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, is that I've actually got two because I've got I forgot uh, one I was going to mention that I watched uh, the week before. It's just it's silly and it's stupid, but it's a uh, it would be one that I think would be good just to have on, definitely just to have on because you can. It's a French film that you could put the, the uh, English dub over it, and it works mm-hmm. just fine. And it's still in. Uh, we'll get to it later. But yeah. okay, all right. So yesterday I checked out the Protege. Oh yeah, you I checked did. out a Protege. Okay, a well you know it's always good to have one on hand. Everybody <laughs> needs to rob them, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> Does this Protege work out? Eh. So this. Not as much as I do. I mean, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> Show off. <laughs> so, like all the uh, the rest of the movies, this is also August twentieth release date, hour and forty nine minutes. So, you know, the time are uh, pretty. Yep. Uh, this was directed by Martin Campbell. <clears throat> now, on IMDb, there was no real synopsis. It's like synopsis not available, even though the movie's out. I'm like, all right, so I I'll not have a. <laughs> wasn't written there. I think that's, there was one on that's Wikipedia. That's not a good sign. No. <laughs> Someone dropped the I ball. Didn't, I didn't know that till after. I'm like, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> but um, basically, there's a child. I don't want to say rescued, but okay. um, you have this legendary assassin named um, <laughs> Moody Dutton, played by Samuel L. Jackson, who just happens upon a young Vietnamese kid named Anna. Before he runs into her, he runs. He walks into a room like everybody's dead. They've been shot, and there's a bag of money. And he's getting ready to take it, but then he hears a sound coming from a cabinet. He opens the door, and you have young Anna pointing a gun at him. And you know he's like, "Ah, oh, you, did you do this?" <laughs> you know he says it in in um in um Vietnamese. Like, did you do yeah. this? She clicks the gun, and nothing happens. And apparently, this I guess the gun jammed because he's able to release the bullet that would have shot had it function right. Yeah. So anyway, he takes her into his care and trains her to become an assassin like him. It's basically she's a contract killer just like he is. And um um <clears throat> but he gets murdered so now she's on revenge to figure out who killed him. And stars Michael Keaton, Maggie Q against Samuel Jackson, uh Robert Patrick so, I mean, it's decent cast. Yeah. Decent. But um, first half of it dragged. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a lot of talk. But the only thing that saved it was Michael Keaton and Maggie Q's chemistry and their interaction because Maggie Q's a little more obvious with her deadliness. Michael Keaton is, is playing Rembrandt. He's more a subdued, laid back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, But they have – they're kind of like this, this sick, twisted – attraction to each other because of it yeah so that's i guess you say that there that's more of the entertaining thing between them because you know they're the one to kill each other but 
they're intrigued by each other too much right. so to do they're, so. <laughs> well, they've got respect. Yeah. 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 I guess that's what you want to call it, respect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really pick up until Anna gets captured and she has to make her way out. But um, as you can see, I'm having trouble talking about it because it's yeah, just it's, you don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I don't want yeah I don't want to spoil it. And then it's just it's like everything else we've watched. It's just one you want it to be better than it actually ended up being. The action is cool. It's got some cool hits and kills in it, but it's just a lot of dragging moments of conversation that slows things down and sometimes even when you get to action it's just like it's not enough to keep the entertainment up although i did enjoy the second half of the movie better than the first half so Um, is it kind of like a gunpowder milkshake that way where it's a lot of talking and the action's okay but it takes a while to get to it yeah yeah pretty much similar to that okay but yeah it's just i don't know (laughs) i don't know um because there's a, there's a beginning sequence where they kidnap this mobster's son. The thing is to get three million euro for his return. So they capture Anna in the beginning. And, you know, she tried to play this modest whatever person. Like, she's just, you know. Yeah. Weak. So the boss is like, okay, got your three million. You can take it. But, you know, you can have it for an hour. Then we're going to come back and kill it and take it right back from you. So right. and she's okay. like. Like this was the more interesting thing. Like she's like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not here for the money, right?" So, because they, they give her a phone back to call. Like I didn't come for the money; I came for you. And then, knife in the phone slices him. And she takes out the dudes, and then she just walks out like a badass. Yeah, apparently. And then when she's driving, you know, just like you know, I know nobody's gonna kill me or hurt me. And there are people behind her shooting, and the 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 car, the windows. They're not bulletproof, so bullets are literally flying through, and she's not reacting to it at all. <laughs> just like, <laughs> whatever. Like, you know, you could literally die right now if one of those bullets hit the back of the seat. <laughs> but Right. But um, but outside of that, that was, I mean, it was a cool opener. Then it was just the middle. I did like the interaction with Michael Keaton and Maggie Q when they first meet because, mm-hmm. you know, Rembrandt, he's he's trying to find a book. He's, I guess he's, re, he's, he's sent in to, I guess maybe researcher but he kind of reads her wrong and then you know mm-hmm. that's when he learns about her and he's interested in her <laughs> it's funny he's like how long would it take you to call me if i give you my number say about 27 minutes you know i gotta feed my cat and they say well that takes about six minutes yeah then the rest of just me playing hard to get you know like <laughs> i like i like their interaction yeah but outside of that it's 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 also kind of rough to get through until you get to the middle yeah you know, Samuel Jackson, for what little bit of time he's in this, is okay. And, yeah, that so happened. So basically <laughs> everybody's filling, fill, everyone's fulfilling a studio obligation. Or he's just making easy, easy money. <laughs> yeah, facts. Yeah, whatever can get the movie overseas, right? Yeah, he's in it enough to be on the poster, so he, he fulfilled that. <laughs> but, you know, Michael Keaton fighting, I'm like, eh, he probably still do Batman. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, so I'm like. Which is coming true in Flashpoint. So yeah, I'm like, I think this is his his demo to to show right. you, like, hey, I still got it. I'm still I Batman. Still. <laughs> I'm still Batman. Yeah. You want to dance? Let's dance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a lot more 
positive spin on things. So this uh, this week's family movie night uh, pick, or always pick, you know, family pick for the week is the Paw Patrol movie. Sorry, Paw Patrol colon the movie. Get it right, Hall. Um, also came out August twentieth on in theaters, as well as Paramount Plus. We went to Paramount Plus option while I was packing and cleaning. Uh, you know, I let Grayson watch it on the iPad, yeah. so she can go ahead and have something to watch while she's helping out. And then I'm like, we'll watch either we'll watch it together later or because I know she'll want to watch it again or I'll just watch it on my own so I could talk about it. And after those last two, I was very glad I watched this because it, yeah, I was like, oh, this is actually entertaining. It's yeah. not obnoxious. <laughs> and the show never bothered me. I actually didn't mind it. Not one of those that I was like just dreading that she would put on. For those that know, uh, Ryder and the pups are called to Adventure City to stop Mayor Humdinger from turning the bustling metropolis into a state of chaos. So we are introduced to a new character, Liberty. So it's a new puppy. It's a it's a, a dachshund, but it's a long-haired dachshund. We want to really get into <laughs> what type of dog it is. Liberty is a she, and she's the one that asks the, pup, the Paw Patrol for help. Mayor Humdinger does not like dogs. He is more of a cat person. The best line in the movie that's already stuck with me is, unqualified elected official, what's the worst that can go wrong? <laughs> that just sum up not just this movie, but a lot of the past few years. Anyways, basically, he ran un, un, unopposed because the uh, person he was running against had a mysterious disappearance. Shocker. Gosh. <laughs> And it's kind of funny that I'm talking about this because Charlotte came into the studio. So I think Charlotte wanted me to, you know, wanted to hear about what I had to say about what you're saying about my people. Yeah. Get it right. <laughs> yeah. So Liberty's always looked up to the Paw Patrol uh, crew as like heroes and everything. And it's always wanted to be one. Yeah. Well, Paw Patrol's coming from Adventure Bay. So they're not used to the city. So... One of the first missions they have to go help uh, save some people, and they get stuck in traffic, which they're not used to because, yeah, Venture Bay doesn't yeah. have that because they're not used to the city life. Uh, you discover that Chase has a past history with Adventure City. Uh, that's where he ended up getting uh, rescued from. No pun intended. Um, and, you know... Uh, and then started a new life with Paw Patrol. But he was astray and, you know, had a rough time, obviously. Again, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> See if I could hit all the dog puns unintentionally. Oh, yeah. um, but see, now I'm actually thinking of them and I'm trying not to. <laughs> but yeah, no, so they, uh, they go to help out Liberty and she ends up, you know, they get caught in that traffic jam and she's like, yeah, you guys are used to the bay. Here, let me show you a shortcut. And then she... Takes him around on and everything. Yeah. So Mayor Humdinger thinks he's because thinks he because he's mayor he can do whatever the hell he wants. So he's all about. He tried to start. You know, he's trying to put the adventure back into Adventure City. So he devised a basically like a roller coaster two loop roller coaster, but it's for subways. So to put more adventure in the subway ride. So uh, Jimmy Kimmel voices voices the uh, TV anchor that's always on scene at all these events that the mayor puts on. And he, the camera person for it's like, yeah, I'm not going on that thing. <laughs> and then even he says, uh, 
you know, what are your thoughts about, you know, the fact that this would be very dangerous and very in, unsafe? And that's when he says the line, <laughs> I'm an unqualified elected official. What's the worst that can, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And, you know, anytime someone says, what's the worst that can happen? It's going to happen. They find out. <laughs> yeah. One of those F around and find out. <laughs> so, and he did. So, yeah, so they have to go and rescue the, the sure enough, the subway gets stuck upside down. So Ryder and team has to go and help uh, rescue the people. Chase, I guess, just being back in Adventure City is bringing back a lot of uh, fears that he had and, you know, bringing back a lot of history. So he he starts having more anxiety and is not able to uh, not able to help out with the team. Okay. Ryder tries to more or less give him in, in the way as a, as a, us adults would say, give him a mental health day, you know, and just tell him to. You know, more or less benching him, but for his, you know, to help him. Yeah. So, he, you know, that way, uh, you know, he could come back after, you know, kind of going through some things and then come back and be better than ever. Of course, Chase thinks you're just trying to get rid of him, that you're not trying to acknowledge that he need, you know. So he runs off and have to go rescue him and then, and then basically help finish the uh, overall thing. Basically, it was raining and every time. It was raining in the city. These scientists came up with this device, this like drone device that sucks up all the clouds, but it's just in, in the experimental phase or not actually, you know, worked out all the kinks and it's only meant to work for just a little bit because they're supposed to suck up the clouds, bring it down and then research uh, somehow research the clouds. Yeah. And the mayor doesn't care Just keep it up because he always wants it to be sunny so he can, you know, do all these things. Well, the scientists keep telling us about the, you know, it's going to fall. This guy's not meant to be run all the time. He says, well, I'm the mayor, so it's going to run all the time because, you know, that's the way I want it. Right. But of course, it breaks down to which giant storms, hurricane level water and everything. So it's weird. It almost feels like it's got a, got a, got an ecological message behind it. <laughs> so but edu- I mean, it's interesting. It's yeah. Edutainment. Yep. Edutainment. Um, so it's interesting how they did that, but, you know, and it also deals with mental health and the fact that it's okay to be scared whenever you leave somewhere and that, um, you've had a, you know, essentially had a bad history and that it's okay to be scared. And Ryder even says that it's okay to be scared. Well, not Ryder. I think it's one of the other pups, um, says, you know, it's okay to be scared. There's times that it's, you know, that it's good to be scared and it's how you learn from it and stuff like that what makes you scared and you know that your friends are always there for you type of message. So like it actually has some good themes in it. The animation is really well done. It's obviously because they have a budget for it because it's a movie, not just TV show. So they got more, more money to work with the animation and it's bright, colorful, a lot of fun. There's some good jokes in there. Um, It wasn't bad. Like it, I mean, it wasn't like I wanted, you know, I was ready to kind of be like, Oh my God, I watched freaking paw patrol movie uh no i actually wouldn't mind it yeah i actually didn't mind it now i don't know if it's because of from the other two that i watched but you know by that point i've almost had almost forgotten those i was like ready to watch this i'm like oh yeah it's in bed i'm okay with this this is kind of cool so um definitely hits the target demographic that it's looking for um but like i don't see york even wanting to remotely sit and watch this. Um, but it's perfect for that, like, I would say three to seven range. 
mm-hmm. maybe eight. I don't know. Eight might be too old, but I mean, Grayson will be seven in two weeks. And she was, I mean, she really enjoyed it. Started watching it a second time. So a quick tidbit from Grayson. She watched Witch Dragon on that's on Netflix. She watched it on Saturday and said she really liked it. I said it's because I've been trying to watch it, wanting to watch it with her so we could talk about it and see what she thought and see if it was any good. She yeah. said she really liked it. She's going to she's getting ready to watch it a second time this morning um, before going to school. It looks like it's basically Aladdin, but with a dragon instead of a genie. Um, but it looks interesting. I haven't, you know, I watched the trailer and the trailer looks interesting. I'm curious how they, you know, went about doing it animation looks fun uh so but she liked it so i'll give that little that little uh free preview from the six almost seven year old for wish dragon i we will put her and i will probably watch it this week and i'll talk about it next week if not i'll just watch it and we'll talk about it next week yeah so yeah Paw patrol is actually pretty good oh it, it is obviously rated g it's an hour and 26 minutes perfect 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 um tower perry does a voice um, there's a bunch of kid actors that voices the pups. Like I said, Jimmy Kimmel uh, is Marty Muckraker, the uh, news reporter. Uh, Dax Shepard voices Reuben. Randall Park voices Butch. I'm trying to think, there was I thought there was one more. Kim Kardashian voices Dolores. Mm. So yeah. Um. So that's Paw Patrol. Lastly, the uh, this one I'm just going to talk about briefly. Not I don't, not worth getting into too much, but it's worth mentioning. And if you are looking for something kind of just ridiculous to watch, I give you The Last Mercenary with Jean-Claude Van Damme. It is a French film. Obviously, it's a French film. Um, it You can put the English... Uh, English dub on there so you don't have to just do subtitles because it's I mean it's fast if you just do subtitles so it's hard to keep track so thankfully it's also an English dub which makes it a lot easier to follow this movie is I'm just going to tell you it's just ridiculous from start to finish do not take try and take this movie seriously you will not like it but if you recognize how kind of stupid and ridiculous it is it's so much fun to watch. It's just a fun movie. There's a lot, you know, Van Damme, of course, does his splits, you know, almost at the beginning. And there's all this other ridiculous action, ridiculous action in it. So The Last Mercenary, or um, I'm not even going to try because my French is terrible because junior year in high school is not, sophomore year in high school is not going to work. Yeah. Um, it came out this year, July 30th on Netflix. Uh, it's rated TVMA. It is one hour, 50 minutes long. So it's a little long for me, but there, and there's definitely some stuff they could have taken out. Uh, but you know, all in all, if you stick with it, it's fun or just watch it in parts. It's fine. Um, a mysterious former secret service agent must urgently return to France when his estranged son is falsely accused of arms and drug trafficking by the government. Following a blunder by an overzealous bureaucrat in a mafia operation. There's a lot going on there in that summary, but there's mm-hmm. also a lot going on in this film. It's uh, written and directed by David 
David Sharon, I guess, uh, again starring Jean Claude Van Damme, and then some other actors that we Americans will not know, but I'm sure overseas they'd know them very well. Again, this movie is there's a lot of humor. There's a lot of there's some great funny parts in it. that are some that are just over the top, mm-hmm. ridiculous. But I think that's just that style of filmmaking, like French filmmaking. But there's some great action sets in it, and uh, Van Damme still has it, man. He's still has it. He's a uh, the hell is he? I'm trying to figure it out. Born in 1960. That's a lot of math. October 18th. Oh, he's a Libra like me. Um, but yeah, he he still has it, and it's just a fun, crazy movie. Um, okay. Again, put the English dub on; you'll enjoy it more. Or don't put any sound on; just watch it without sound, and it you'll really have a hard time wondering what's going on. <laughs> but no, it's it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's very. I I watched it when I was updating the website that day, so that's what I had on. All right, so before we get started into trailers, I almost forgot. I circled it like four times when I remembered we forgot to cover this. Uh, this week's episode of What If for TV, we forgot to cover that yes. with with uh, Star Panther or Black Lord or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. Yep. T'Challa. Quill, Star Quill, yeah, Star Quill, no, Star Quill, So what do you think, man? I kind of like this better than the Captain Peggy thing. You yeah. know, I feel like um, I don't know if it's going to be like this for the rest of the season, where you know, because I felt like this one would have been a good one to start off with. Yeah, just because um, I don't know. It's just it wasn't like a verbatim retelling of Guardians. It was like, No, it's definitely more of an offshoot. Yeah. A, a more of an original storyline than, yeah. than the Peggy Carter one. Yeah. And um but I liked it. It was different from what I was expecting. Like even the response to him being the this being the Star Lord. Like he didn't get to say it, the you know the you know instead of getting a who it's like, oh my lord, my Star Lord and whatnot. It's like yeah. Fanboying out, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And um, just you can see the because basically the child wants to explore the world, and his dad's like, no, you know, the world is just nothing but war and trouble. It's like state, we're we're good here. Yeah. And he just kind of stumbles out, and instead of uh, Yandu being the one looking for Peter Quill, leaves it up to his subordinates, and of course they get it wrong. <laughs> Right, and they and they pull him up, and he's like, "Does he even look like Quill?" It's like, yeah. obviously not. <laughs> but hey, we follow what you said. You know, find this large energy source, and hey, this is who we got. And so Andrew just went with it. Like, all right, you want to see the world, and why limit yourself when you got the whole universe? Yeah, and it just goes from there, and just the impact the child had on everyone, from Thanos to Nebula to just. Even the Ravagers themselves. <laughs> yep. So. Oh yeah. It was a cool take on a what if. No, I I, I enjoyed it too, and uh, and of course you know like everybody else it you know just kind of saddened you when you know when it finally hit you that I was his last 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 performance. You know just. No. Actually. Oh, I up. 
this is this is I think this is the only one that's centered around T'Challa, okay. but he does voice within three other episodes. Oh. So I'm not sure what role I don't know if it's still T'Challa or what, but he does have three more appearances voice wise. What if he turns out to be the watcher? Mm. I'm just Maybe saying that'd be, yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. That would be really weird, like what if the child is a watcher? <laughs> yeah, just you know, because then he—I'm just saying, because you know, that'd be kind of fitting for him to be for Bozeman to be watching over everybody. So yeah, be cool. So it was, you know, it was I was kind of let, let down about that. Like, man, this is the yeah. last thing, and then it was like, no, he's actually appearing in three more. I'm like, all right, so we got three more opportunities, but this is like the main one focused on right. main this character. Yeah, yeah. character. Yeah. It was cool. I, th- I feel like it'd been cool to be able to see that as a live action. It would have been. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I agree with that for sure. Um, or th- or like um, with the multiverse, like you'd see the T'Challa version of Star Lord meet Peter Quill, and it's like, you know, just to see that interaction. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's very enjoyable and it was really sweet to watch. Um, sad but yeah it's good uh new episode of titans came out and that one's this one was all all right i mean you finally get to see red hood and nightwing fight so that's kind of cool considering they both were trained by batman so it's cool to see them how they adapt to their own special set of skills i guess you want to borrow a borrow phrase from william neeson (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is funny since he william neeson trained batman See, it's all connected. <laughs> it's all part of the plan. Um, but yeah, uh, no, it's a good episode. I like where the, I like where they're going with it. I'm curious to find out more. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's it, it's going well. I, I'm enjoying it. And I then, thought, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that I had actually finished season one. I'm actually only six episodes in, so okay. I still got I still got ways to go. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I think I'm at the part where they're just becoming a team, learning each other's powers. Yeah. So okay. that's just where I'm at right now. Nice. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, trailers. We've only got two. Uh, they released the new final trailer for Eternals. I will not watch it because... I haven't either. I, you know what? The teaser one was enough. I, really, I think the less I know about it, the better. Yeah. Because I already don't know these characters, but I also didn't know the guardians of the galaxy either and now i know more about them than most true slightly off topic i saw an article where dave batista wants to do an a lethal weapon style action movie with jason momoa i mean if you get the right pieces <laughs> together like writer and director. really all this needs good script because Really, either one of them could play either role. Yeah. Like, Batista, especially, like, in My Spy, played yeah. more of the straight person and not the comedic. I mean, he was foiled to all the things happening, but but he was playing the straight guy. And, you know, he's I've seen a couple of movies where he's the straight actor and not the, you know, not the, not the butt of jokes. But both of them could just as easily play the crazy person. You sure. know, like, the rig style kind of loose cannon but both of them i think could play the straight arrow as well yeah so i don't think you could go, I, I wouldn't i mean i'd go watch it to be honest 
Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's butts in the seats right there. Oh, easily. That's it's, it's butts overseas in the seats as well. True, true. So, yeah, they, I mean, all they got to do is just find the right script. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Shane Black's doing anything, so, you yeah. know. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I saw that last night. I'm like, and I was talking to Ruth about it. I said, I could see that. I said, they could pull off either, either could pull off, you know, both could pull off either role because I've seen them do both, and I could see that happening. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, there's a trailer that I watched that's coming to Netflix, and it looks like it's supposed to be like a kid's movie. I need y'all to look at this trailer and tell me if this looks like a kid's movie to you. Because it's got a movie, because it's got like a handful of young kids in it. It's called Night Books. Uh, it's Star Staros, good lord. It stars Kristen Ritter, who I like from Jessica Jones and, you know, uh, the being in Apartment 23 or whatever it is. Um, as well as, you know, like several young kids. So Nightbooks follows Alex, a boy obsessed with scary stories, who is imprisoned by an evil young witch in her contemporary New York City apartment. So it's about Alex, played by Winslow Thugley, and Yasmin, played by Lydia Jewett. And basically they're stuck in this... Like there are two kids being essentially kidnapped and held <laughs> and held in this witch's New York apartment, and they have to essentially write a story to help get them. They have to write scary stories, hmm. or else bad things will happen. So, uh, writers switch up <laughs> more or less. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Uh, Directed by David Yaroveski. And it looks like it's an hour and 40 minutes. And it's coming to Netflix September 15th. But I'm going to post the trailer on our on our group page as well as obviously the website. And I want to get everyone's opinion on whether or not they think this is a kid's movie. And if so, what age range? So, uh, yeah. So and that's about it, man. Uh, next, this this week, this Friday, Candyman comes out. Then finally, um, it's been it got delayed twice due to yeah. uh, COVID. And then the col the colony, colony, which sounds like an uppity uh, gated community kind of place. Um, so, well, now it just says yeah, it says release date Friday. Set in the distant future, a female astronaut shipwrecked on the long-decimated Earth must decide the fate of the wasteland's remaining populace. Yeah. Uh, is that streaming? Can't tell. That's straight-up movie. So, yep. So, Rated R comes out Friday, hour and 44 minutes. So, you know, all kinds of cheerful stuff out there for everybody. And then, uh, yeah, and then the new Candyman, which I still haven't decided whether or not I'm old enough to go watch. So. Uh, for sure. going to be there. I know, yeah, <laughs> I know you will. All right. I think that's all I got. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead's final 
season started. I meant to mention it earlier. Okay. So episode one of of season eleven started, and um, it started out pretty good. Okay. Cool. A lot of tension, but so far so good. We'll see how the whole season goes. This is the last season for the main main show, and we'll see where they go from there. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah, I don't think I got anything else. That's it. Well, that's it. All right, everybody. Well, we hope everyone has an amazing week. And uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.